Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Static Shock Podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 131, Hoop Squad, and Now You See Him, with Vishal Baradwaj. Hi, pals. We're back once again. I'm Al. I'm Maggie. And I'm Vishal. Hey. Yay. Welcome. It's Vishal. Yeah. Great to be here again. Yeah. Great to, great to hear yeah. from you again. Um, and, and to spring two entirely middle of the road, completely unremarkable episodes of Static Shock. <laughs> I'd say uh, middle of the road is giving at least the first one a little too much credit. Mm. Uh, yeah, all right, that's fair, yeah. <laughs> pretty lousy. <laughs> we were telling you before we started, though, that there are great episodes of the show. It's a good show, sort of, mm. kind of. There are good be. aspects of it, certainly. It, yeah, had... I mean, oh, the production value is good, so I assume that, you uh, know, they don't you give that coming to in in the it. middle of the final season, so right. uh, at the beginning, we did not feel that way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you want to... You want a, a, a glimpse into how shows can really turn it around? Uh, l- look at like a YouTube clip or something of the the pilot of the show. Yeah, it's, yeah. Mm. rough. It's uh, ooh. yeah, Lord. It's some like early Adult Swim. Uh, fuck the animation. We just want to do jokes. Look, mm. <laughs> except mm. there weren't any jokes. <laughs> it cost, hey, it this thing's full of zingers. Okay, yeah. every second line. Mm. It costs the Cartoon Network thirty dollars every time I move my hand. <laughs> Oh, Zorak would make this show so much better. Oh, my God. Static. I hate that guy. <laughs> uh, all Put right. Brack in here, too, because why not? Yeah. At the very least, he could replace Chompas. Nobody can replace Chompas. How dare well, he, you? He could replace Carmen Dillo. They're basically the same character. So this is the segment in the show where we always describe to guests who haven't been keeping up with the show who Chompas is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also Wait, Chompas is on this show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, you didn't get this in this show, in, in these two episodes, but uh, the city where uh, uh, Virgil, a.k.a. Static, lives is uh, called Dakota, and there was an event that gave a whole bunch of people powers. They called this okay. event the Big Bang, mm-hmm. and uh, Maggie, what do they call the people affected by the Big Bang? Uh, Al, I don't want to. <laughs> well, I can't do all the talking, despite what I keep trying. They call them Bang Babies. <laughs> oh, God, it's worse than I thought. <laughs> yeah. And every week, some character, Kevin fucking Conroy, had to come on here as Batman. Yep. And say, so he's a bang baby. Huh? I gotta do something <laughs> about these bang babies. Yeah. It, we, it's it's rough. We watched the but, pilot and we were like, there's no way they're gonna keep calling them that. Yeah, right? that's not gonna stick. And then the next uh, episode, yeah. they're like, wow, we still gotta do something about all these bang babies. And I was like, there's no way they're gonna continue to call them no, every, bang babies. Every time they meet a new superpowered person, every time the news talks about mm-hmm. one, they they throw those terms around. It's terrible. I but, was uh, I was reading an interview with uh, Vida Ayala, who's doing the current uh, Static comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, and they are they're an incredible writer, by the way. They're uh, doing mm. great stuff over on the X Men stuff. Um, cool. And they were just like, "Yeah, I got to you know we're getting everything in there. The gas station, the Bang Babies. I'm like, still with this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I guess it comes from the comic. It's been twenty years." <laughs> Well, and so there's a throwaway bit. The uh, the the headquarters where uh, uh, Virgil and Richie work out of is called the. Uh, they they jokingly called it the uh, abandoned gas station of solitude, mm-hmm. which is a funny throwaway joke, but that is its official canonical name, and yeah. they say it all the time. Meanwhile, <laughs> at the abandoned gas station of solitude. I mean, this is a guy who let backpack. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> you you, you brought up Al the number go one off thing. For Twenty minutes. <laughs> oh. He named and I know his backpack, backpack. Mm-hmm. Ah, I hate it. <sighs> but anyway, uh, back to what we were saying. Um, yes. Uh, this event, the Big Bang, caused a number of sort of mutations or, you know, whatever the intellectually distinct description of that is. Mm-hmm. And uh, so one guy turned into uh, an armadillo man, and his name was conveniently Carmen, so he could just call himself Carmen Dillo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maggie, you want to take the other one? Uh, and there was also uh, a dog man, uh, and he calls himself uh, Chompas. <laughs> he has appeared oh, in the show for maybe 30 seconds in one episode, and he is our favorite. The character find of 2003. Yep. Chompas. Chompas. 
Okay. I Look suppose. out, someone was heard to say. It's Chompus. <laughs> Down Chompus. He's been Down. unleashed. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, you can't. <laughs> Alright, let's let's get on with it, I suppose. Yeah, why don't you tell us about Hoop Squad, Al? This is a great more episode. Like, more like Poop Squad. Oh All right. my god. So, Virgil, Richie, and Mr. Hawkins are cruising by the world-famous Chinese theater, and before I can even finish taking down my snarky note about how there's no world-famous Chinese theater in Dakota, the episode zooms out to reveal they're actually in Los Angeles. City of Angels. La La Land. Home of, seriously, 50% of the people I used to hang out with in Seattle. (laughs) But inexplicably, the kids are not here to hang out with any of my friends. (laughs) Instead, they decide to drop in on some basketball players. Four basketball players, to be exact, because if there's one thing that all of us here know, it's that a basketball team is comprised of exactly four people. One of them, one of whom is nicknamed the Mailman. And it turns out this actually isn't some absurd flight of fancy cooked up by the show. 14-time NBA All-Star Carl Malone's actual real-life nickname is the Mailman. Rounding out the group are Yao Ming, an 80-foot-tall dude who just barely makes it onto the list of athletes that Al's actually heard of. I think because he was in some funny commercials about how tall he was. <laughs> oh, and there are also two guys Al has most decidedly not heard of, but doesn't even matter because nobody except the mailman even provides their own voice. So what is the point of any of this? <laughs> Naturally, since this is season four, Virgil can meet anyone who isn't also secretly a superhero. And before long, we meet, meet the titular Hoop Squad, who look like very tall Power Rangers and sound like people who have never professionally voice acted in their lives. Which, again, is odd, because only one of them is voiced by an actual athlete. And he's the mailman, apparently. (laughs) Following another strong season four trend, the Hoop Squad comes off like a well-rounded, fully fleshed-out cast from an entirely other show, where well-rounded and fully fleshed-out have extremely flexible definitions. But Virgil's a goddamn pro, and he happily goes through the motions of standing around and interjecting with cool and awesome from time to time just generally assisting this radical team of gnarly dudes in defeating their arch nemesis, some scientist. Not to be confused with the other some scientist who leads the titular hoop squad, and his insufferable comedy companion, a robot who is also a girl. Some fighting happens, some nanites happen, and the day is saved thanks to Richie's backpack, which is still named Backpack. And look, I've been making fun of the mailman for this entire summary, but let's be clear here. Backpack is still the worst thing that's ever happened to me on this show. (laughs) It's so bad. Yeah. Have we talked about my theory that Backpack is just a robot Richie built to protect him and he has no skills whatsoever, actually? That could be. uh, uh, So Richie was uh, Virgil's sort of like uh, unpowered, uh, helpful friend, which is not a bad bad role. And then they decided in season three, oh, no, actually, the Big Bang gave him smart guy powers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. That was our reaction, too. Yeah. (laughs) No, he's sort of an Iron Man type who builds gadgets and things. And yeah, if he's... Iron Man's Iron Man armor sucked and was made out of a bicycle helmet and a calculator he found. <laughs> and was named Armor. Armor. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did. Uh, Iron Man did re- call one of them Rescue, I think, so it's not too far. That's true. Yeah, that's a fair point, but he did build them in a cave out of scraps. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. That's I've heard one that. thing I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of the two things I know about him. He also has a truck he likes to work on. <laughs> wow. Very good. I I know that Tony Stark makes you feel he's a cool exec with a heart of steel. <laughs> he fights and fights and fights and fights? Yep. Okay. Was that show real, or did it just come from a VHS that you got at a happy with a happy meal at Burger King? I have no idea. Were these those, their... those original 60s or 70s? Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. The ones with the, the video, as in the filmed mounts? Oh, yeah. 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 That's the uh, one where yeah. where they moved sort of like South Park cutouts where mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. just like they would leap and the character would just sort of slide across the screen. I yep. I used to rent like Fantastic Four and Spider Man cartoons on VHS when I was a kid, mm-hmm, and yeah. they all ended with always yeah thirty minutes of mm-hmm. like Stanley going through various superheroes that you could watch videos of and like mm-hmm. little clip shows. I loved that shit. Mm. I would just watch that. Yeah. No, I, like I said, they, they gave these away in, uh, uh, I, I know Burger King doesn't call them Happy Meals, but you know what I'm talking about. Burger they were prizes at a, at a fast food place mm-hmm. because they didn't have an official video release. They're like, uh, we'll get some burger place to give these away. Yeah, so here you go. I ended this up one's getting got Herbie the Robot. The, um, the, the Captain America one 
was the absolute best slash worst for sure. When Captain the Red Skull, you shield. said the Red Skull. <laughs> oh God, it was bad. Yeah, oh, I've seen good. that several times. Yeah. Okay. So good. All of those theme songs sound like they were sung by the Merry Marvel Marching Society. Hmm. <laughs> And they came in like a flexi disc that came free with your comic or whatever? Yep. And the Mary Marvel Marching Society was just the people hanging around the bullpen that day and Steve Ditko sneaking out a window. <laughs> I'm not doing this, Stan. No. Mm-hmm. I got to go read Atlas Shrugged again. You're just going <laughs> to put your name on it anyway. Hey, get back here, Ditko. You, you belong to me. Good. Evil. Black. White. What is the difference? Mm-hmm. I don't know, Steve. I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, let's get into this. Bichon, yes. What, do you, what, do you, what, what did you like about this? My good thing, uh, as someone who kind of dips into this show and then the shows that you guys cover periodically, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of nice to see the evolution of the the Warner Brothers slash DC AU style mm-hmm. over the years. You know, it starts with the mm-hmm. very heavily noir film Batman stuff. And now you've got mm-hmm. this, which is like, I really love the backgrounds of this because they're digital. I think the whole production mm-hmm. is pretty much digital, except that it they've not done the stupid marionette type animation that you do today. It's like still hand-drawn animation. So it looks mm-hmm. really great. I kind of miss this style. You know, huh. um, okay. it's just good, solid colors, good... Mm-hmm good animation i mean even the it's weird that you know you have like almost a throwback in that that doctor odious odium whatever he's called Mm -hmm. Uh, he's animated like an early 90s character and then everything else is nice and digital it's it it works together i don't know why he does have that like when i first saw him i'm like that's dr wiley from the Mega Man cartoon like that's just him (laughs) yeah he just shaved and Mm -hmm. otherwise it's exactly the same I'm going to use my nanites to do some bullshit or something. I don't know. Well, I I saw this in your notes, Michelle. Like, nanites mm. were all over everything mm-hmm. around yeah. this time. I mean, it was, I guess, nanites were the... It was like, you know, there's, there's this concept of gray goo that at some point you make a nanomachine that self-replicates and then it mm-hmm. just self-replicates until it takes over the entire universe yep. and, you mm-hmm. know, uses all this stuff. And I guess nanites are kind of that peril. But yeah, yeah, for a while was... that was the thing. You know, mm-hmm. it was not AI, it was not social media, and now we're back to all that. So yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's um, I mean, it, it that the concept of you know the technology hmm. is is technology actually bad though? Like goes. Hmm. Did you think goes about that? Like, huh? <laughs> yeah, it, like there's a long tradition of that in sci-fi. Yeah, but yeah nanites were everywhere for a while. What if your cell phone was a vampire? Uh, okay, hmm. Black Mirror. <laughs> No, Black Mirror is just is, is not technology. It's that's just a it's just a ruse. It's just sad. <laughs> <laughs> I've liked a handful of those, but mm-hmm. uh, not I've, enough to justify continuing. I, I've to tolerated it. a few of those to the point where someone told me, "Hey, you know, he's, there's this new show you should watch on Netflix." And I looked it up, and it's like, "Oh, it's by Charlie Brooker." No, oh, <laughs> that's thank a hard you. pass. Lex. Oh wow. Yeah, hard pass. Just straight hard pass. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, that guy actually did a Naked Gun style show called uh, Touch of Cloth, which was goddamn brilliant. Okay. And nothing like Black Mirror. It's just a, the, like a, a very dense comedy. Mm. But uh, yeah, that show, I don't know. I Like we covered on, on post Atomic Horror when we ran out of Star Trek for a little while, we covered their Star Trek episode. I did and, like uh, that mm, one. That was fun. Recall. Yeah. It was, yeah. yeah, I saw that one. It was fine. <laughs> yeah. No, I've, I've seen you grinding this axe before. That's why I brought mm. it up, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I know you have opinions. Yes, I have opinions. Uh-huh. That's why you're here. We want to hear them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, this was this was a fine enough show. Uh, I think, like I said off air, that if I did not know the pedigree of it, I mm-hmm. wouldn't bother to watch it. If this was the first episode I saw, yeah. No, there's there is. They did four thirteen episode seasons, and I can't. I'm terrible at math, so I, it's fifty something, right? Mm. Mm. 50, 52 episodes. And I would say, Maggie, would you say there's maybe five to ten genuinely good ones? Yeah, I'd say that's about right. Uh, mm, I've said this not before. A, good a, lot, a lot of the show is supported just by how much we like Virgil as a character, you know? Yeah. Mm. yeah. The, the writing good. on him is yeah. great. Yeah. He's very charming, but also yeah. Phil Lamar does an excellent voice for him. He doesn't just He's not just doing a voice. There's a lot of actual acting in there, yeah. and he's, he's mm. very good. No, he really bumps up a, a pretty generic uh, uh, TV yep. show to like something I don't mind watching every week. 
Yeah. Speaking like, of genetic things, yeah. my bad thing, which is yes. what the fuck is the hoop score? Oh, oh wow, yeah, yeah. Because they're too like they're too generic to be, you know, like we've all now. I mean, obviously, we all watched Star Trek, the original kind of spin-off thing, which they had. What was it called? Operation Earth, Destination Earth. Uh, oh, assignment the Gary Seven assignment yeah. Yeah, yeah which was basically meant to be you know a backdoor pilot mm-hmm. and now yeah. that's a normal enough thing and I'm guessing this was trying to be a backdoor pilot because why would you do this it had, had a very specific vibe to it and what that vibe is is free comic that you receive at a basketball game wow yep, yep. Yeah. wow yeah that's it's... that's so Accurate. It's like this, the, the, the you got a free comic and it's about the Justice League teaming up with Subway or something. I, <laughs> every now and then you pull some really specific thing that I'm like, well, I probably haven't heard of this. No, I have, and uh-huh. you're completely mm-hmm. right. It's like, it's like uh, uh, when Richie first got his superhero costume, Michelle mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. Maggie said he looks like the worst member of the Burger King Kids Club, and I don't know if you had that in India. But <laughs> we you did know have that. that. Mm-hmm. It is but, scathing. But I can imagine what it was. I, I grew up in the '90s. We had things like that. I yeah. Guess, so. If nothing else, you might have seen it in memes because it's definitely yeah. something a lot of '90s kids talk about. But I, uh, lo- with that backpack, he kind of looks like you know they would try to say, "Oh, the Ninja Turtles aren't like you know relatable enough. We need a real kid character, and he's yep. got a oh, backpack God. shell." Yeah, Zach the yeah. Fifth Ninja Turtle, my nemesis. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did they actually have one? Like oh yeah, I lo. They did this with a bunch of cartoons where like they would have like the kids show up in like a mm-hmm. shitty costume. They did on Ghostbusters too, and I mm. always fucking hated them. I'm like, I am here for the Ninja Turtles. They're mm. the show. You and don't yet. need to give me some stupid twerp kid with a hockey I mean, stick. It's the kid in T-Bob from MASH. You know, yes. That's where it starts. And, and yet the entire time we were watching Batman Beyond, you're just like, when is Max going to put on a costume? Well, Max ruled. That was the difference. Max None was of a these... great character, but but it, putting her in a costume would have turned into the same thing. Yeah. None of these kids were any good. They all sucked. Yeah. No, and I, so to bring it back to the backdoor pilot thing, we had the mm-hmm. same vibe last mm-hmm. week. There was an episode okay. with characters called the Nightbreed yep. who were sort oh. of like these vampire-ish. Isn't Nightbreed already a comic? Uh, it's a, well, it's... It is and it's also a movie. It's a Clive Barker yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they were these characters who at the end of the story hadn't solved their problem yet and they were like I guess we'll just continue to look for an answer and they, they sort of walk off in a very stylish way <laughs> wow. and it's like okay this is obviously meant to be its own show right? Yeah. That I do not want to yeah. watch. Yeah. I, I'm guessing at this point they were looking at things that they could spin off. Well, I would say this this show is already kind of out there in that it's not a well-known DC property. Mm-hmm. Like, why mm-hmm. would you spin off further? But then they did the Zeta project off yep. of Batman Beyond, so yeah. what the fuck do I know? Yeah, exactly. No, I, I, guess... I, I, I don't remember exactly, but weren't, wasn't Static part of almost like a sort of a sub-universe that Dwayne McDuffie came up yeah, with? Yeah, uh, the Icon. Milestone? The icon. icon. Milestone. Was it Milestone or Icon? Icon, icon was, was the... one of the books. Uh, Milestone ah. was the imprint. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, Icon was uh, Marvel's creator-owned thing that Bendis wrote for for a while. That actually. too, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, oh, God, But yeah, they... Yeah. I, I, if I remember correctly, we've talked about this before. I believe they were one of those sub imprints that DC bought and then ended yeah, up sort of like, folding into their universe. Yeah, like Wildstorm, I think. Because I remember, yep, yep. I think Static showed up for like one line in some Justice League one later, right? Yeah, uh, well, was... we've. Oh, go ahead. That, that, it feels like they like were for a while they were trying to make him into like one of the Titans or something and just sort of like mm. fold him in, and then like just they no one cared enough at the time, you know. Mm. No, we've in this show they actually did a uh, an episode a crossover with Batman Beyond where we, he went to the future and we mm. met Static of the mm-hmm. Future who is still a hero and he's part of the Justice League. And then it, there's a JLU episode is what I think you're thinking of where we got to see older yeah. Stat- yeah. like that version of older Static and he's around for a minute. No, because I remember it was uh, the John Stewart Green yep. Lantern basically going Static, and I think I yep. I remember the trivia that both of them were voiced by Phil Lamar, right? Yep, yep, yep. No, they did a whole they did actually did a crossover with uh, Green Lantern showing up yeah. for a whole episode and it's mm-hmm. just Phil Lamar and Phil Lamar and the plot was Sinestro has disguised himself as Jon Stewart to mm-hmm. uh, uh, destroy his reputation so that was also Phil Lamar yeah wow so the two heroes and the bad guy same voice actor he mm-hmm. did an amazing job and then every week he was on Mad TV at the time mm-hmm. uh huh he was that really fast guy mm-hmm. <laughs> and also doing Futurama by this point oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah 
I forgot great to point out something uh, of something. <laughs> great. great something of some place. <laughs> that was always, always, always my favorite one. <laughs> yep. I, I, I think La Barbara. Yep. Well, I was about to I point love out last Barbara. week one of the uh, uh, Nightbreed that I just mentioned. I forgot to mention this on the mm-hmm. show. Was actually mm-hmm. voiced by the woman who did La Barbara. So it's like, oh, a little oh. little uh, Conrad family reunion. Here. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maggie, what was your good thing? Uh, yeah, I love the big robot in the underwear. Great oh, design. The, great design the on the big robot just, in the underwear. The, the nanites just pool together into a giant robot, and into I guess a giant, they want to cover cool their shame. Robot, yep. And they got a pair of underwear, and I love him. He's my new best friend. Okay, that's fair. Well, Is that any water of the not water of the world? What's that day the earth stood still style thing? Oh yeah, Klaatu. Uh, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. mm. just nice, simple oh, yeah. shape. Yep. I I've, I say this every time they bring in robots in mm-hmm. the DC animated universe, but every time they're a little different. They still mm-hmm. sort of fit the Bruce Tim aesthetic, mm-hmm. but they manage to give us something a little different, and I yep. love that. Great and especially robots. in animation, I love that style because as someone who's kind of dabbled in it, I look at you know like those those hinged gears mm. on what's her name La- Lagata. Uh, it's yeah, it's Lagata, which it's is La Barbara. I, La Barbara. Yes. <laughs> and uh, wow, that thing must be hard to draw. Mm-hmm. It it looked like they were going for like a Johnny Five from yeah. Short Circuit thing, but then they made her red and yeah. And a What's girl, a Johnny and... Five meets Alpha Five Five from Power Rangers thing? Yeah, it yeah, today right. it, it would either be a marionette if it was two D or just a straight three D model. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You would not do. You know, and yeah, that's the thing about the show. It, it's still all hand animated. Yeah, well, it's, all those. We're in those... 2003, so I feel like the digital yeah. stuff maybe wasn't far enough along yet. To... Mm. Yeah, it's digitally colored and finished. That's for mm-hmm. sure. But it's all still good old hand drawn. Yeah. Yeah, and I think including we, we... every single ab on those horrible, uh, horrible Power Rangers suits. Oh yeah. God, oh, they suck. So bad. But we're we're getting into that era where. The characters, I believe, and you have a better eye for this than I do, so correct me if I'm wrong. But characters tend to be hand drawn, but then like vehicles would be very yeah. badly CG yeah. composited mm-hmm. in. And yeah, this is this is the early stages of getting decent yeah. uh, cell shading, which is mm. the sort of the process of taking a 3D thing and then making sure there are lines at the edge of it. Nowadays, yeah, it's tricking your eye good. into thinking that it's a, a yeah. cartoon. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Nowadays, it's pretty good. Like I think there's a, especially the Japanese have taken to this where. They will do like 2D hand drawn stuff. They will do a bit of marionette style stuff here and there, and then they'll mm-hmm. do the dynamic poses with, uh, you know, with 3D stuff. And mm. quite a so in the right hands, it can be done really well. There is a thing I have seen, and and I know this because I I'm into Transformers, but th- this may be happening in other toy things as mm-hmm. well, where the toys are painted in a cel-shaded style so that they look mm. like you're holding a yeah, cartoon. Yeah. And oh, that's interesting. It so fascinates good. me. They, I've um, seen Gundams like that. Yeah, oh, they're, that's so good. They're doing them with uh, Marvel Legends stuff now, too. Mm. I, I figured if they were, you'd know about it. Yeah. 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 And there's also yeah. some of these Transformers that are, are done that way, but to look like the badly colored Marvel Comics versions of it, where all the characters <laughs> were like, wow, extremely off-color great. model, and uh-huh. it's very funny. Yeah, I I, so, I think the first time I saw that was like there was this Japanese bookstore when I lived in Dubai and they used to import figures and oh my god they were so expensive but mm-hmm. you could just yeah. you know the, the, they yeah, knew that you the could cartoon. Oh yeah. yeah, it's like you're in Roger Rabbit. It's just how am I <laughs> physically crazy. interacting with this object? Yep. Yeah. Uh, so my good thing is the, this yeah. robot we're talking about, Lagata, mm-hmm. which I is is uh it's actually two words, Lagata, which mm-hmm. is a Spanish for the cat, and I don't know why they called her that, mm-hmm. but whatever well you know um, how she's always uh, interrupting people like a cat interrupts you when it wants you to feed it all right that's a bit of a reach that's but as good as anything maggie not i the, guess not the biggest reach this show has made for sure sure uh, but i as much as the comedy of her got old very quickly because mm-hmm. the whole point within is the, the scene oh yeah <laughs> yes the 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 scientist built her with his own mind so she thinks the same as he does so she always finishes his sentences and it's cute for a little while and then it's like okay that's enough um but i do like the design of her a great deal mm-hmm. i like the voice like it's yep. a good mm-hmm. robot solid yeah. robot good robots on this show yeah it's a uh, good it's like a jetsons robot jetsons yes. robots always delivered oh, i yeah. am a i am a, a great fan of that 60s that that's yeah for sure. i love that i actually recently rewatched the jetsons and it's it's not good at all i but, would hope not 
but oh. because they released it in HD, you got to see like those beautiful sort of retro sixties oh, backgrounds. Those, those backgrounds. Yeah, and that's like I just turn the sound off and look at the visuals. Yeah, Fantastic. yeah. Look at George Jetson. <laughs> Everything's got inexplicable hoops around it. I don't oh, yeah, know why, but I love it. I love yeah. an inexplicable hoop. The, the floating hoops. Yep. 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 Future just said rings are cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog did. Oh yeah, they're way past cool. Hmm. So bad things, uh-huh. Michelle. What do you What do you think? Um. Oh, you talked about this already. Never mind. Yeah, I uh, talked about it. Maggie. Uh, yeah. Speaking of the terrible hoop squad and how terrible they are. Oh, um, they're bad. <clears throat> they only got Carl Malone to play himself. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, I mentioned this in my summary that they all sound like sort of unprofessional, and I was willing mm. to excuse that, particularly mm-hmm. for Yao Ming, whose uh, first language is not English. It's like, exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's he's acting in a second language. He's doing mm-hmm. his best, but it's a voice actor. Come on, man. Like, yeah. But like, what it what what is the point exactly yeah. of having a, a a team of superpowered basketball players if you can't get the basketball players? I mean, they like, clearly got their likenesses. The thi- yeah. Like, I, I was likenesses and names. So. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching this with Mal, who like knows basketball, and mm-hmm. she's just like. It's like these are the guys they got. I'm well, like, I guess that, these. Like, I guess it was like the fourth or fifth people they called, and these. This is who showed up. No, I, I remember the early 2000s. Yao Ming was a big deal. Like, mm-hmm. he, yeah. he actually was a minor celebrity. But, mm-hmm. but this kind of ties into my bad thing. Yeah, I'm sure some kids must have been excited to see their favorite basketball players showed up. But they already did. They already had Shaq. Like, yeah, uh, they did an episode okay. in I think season two called Static Shaq. Yeah, and Shaquille O'Neal <laughs> showed up and. Not a good voice actor, but still kind of charming, so mm-hmm. it was okay. Yeah. I actually got the same vibe from Carl Malone, where it's like, okay, don't don't quit your day job, which you were very good at, mm-hmm. but but you do have a charm. Like I I don't know, I kind of liked listening to his bad line reads just because sure. he seemed like a fun guy. Like is I don't he, know, he seems like a reliable dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah, kind exactly. of vibe. Well, I would but, be remiss if I didn't say that Mal says that Carl Malone sucks. I have no follow up for that. Probably. I mean, I looked him up, and the stat that I put in my summary about him being a 14-time All-Star is true. Mm. Like, he he had a lot of successes. He mm-hmm. won a lot of championship games. He, like, m- he reached a lot of, like, important sports. I don't, I don't fucking know sports, but he, yeah. he's a mm. good sports. He sports well. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, exactly. But the He thing sports is, like no one sports before. Mm-hmm. Well, he's other sports a little better. But that's my point, is I don't know shit about basketball, and even I know that the only way to step up from Shaq, like, you could do a lateral move and get Dennis Rodman, I guess. Yep. But if you want to escalate it, you get Michael Jordan. That's yeah. the only bigger, like, celebrity in basketball, as far as I know, at least mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Like, I'm... And we all know he's cool with doing cartoons. He was the in the absolute worst cartoon ever made <laughs> in the 90s. <laughs> or maybe they tried to call him, and he said, fuck them kids. I don't know. Yeah. Which is that? That is my absolute favorite meme. It's just him with the Nike logo because you know Nike shoes are made by mm. child slaves. Sure, and it just says "fuck them kids" like it's a quote from him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Makes me laugh every time. Ooh, very good. But yeah, I don't. I don't. After you've already got Shaq, this feels like a, even four of them mm-hmm. just feels like a step down. And yes, four of them. Not even you know your your NBA Jam nineties nope. three right. people. No. Right. Or five, cool. which is, I believe, the amount of people you have on the court at any one time. No, yeah. Mal also said you should, they, they know that there's more than four people on a basketball team, right? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, know that. that. Why would they? I, and look, I hit this hard in my summary, but the mailman? <laughs> hey, he's the mailman. He delivers the, the mail. The mailman? Okay. Uh, I believe Carl Malone's uh, superpower was to be Timmy Big Hands, by the way. <laughs> wow. Little, uh, I mean, they, they all had weird... joke for you, Al. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't get the reference, but they all had, you know, the weird, usual, oh, look, it's a new superhero team. Let's just give them the Fantastic Four's power. Yeah, one had thing. stretchy powers and so on. The guy who shot missiles out of his fingers and his name was like finger shot Point or something. Man? <laughs> yeah. Point Figure man. Figure fucker. Point yep. man, that's it. Yeah, because okay, he, he, so he Point Man is a sports reference, and the fact that he could point and shoot missiles—that's pretty good, actually. <laughs> I mean, it, it's terrible. 
there's there's a bit where they come out of the sewer and they've all just gotten soaked and he sprays water out of his gun fingers and I laughed so hard. Finger <laughs> guns. It was like putrid green water. Yeah, it's so fucking stupid and it's so funny. Yeah, it absolutely is. Uh, Timmy Big Hands, for those who don't know, i.e. everyone who isn't Maggie or me, mm-hmm. <laughs> was a thing that the Mystery Science Theater guys did after that show folded before they started doing riff tracks. Mm-hmm. They, they started mm-hmm. a, a humor website in the early, two th- like I think it was like 2000, Yep. when everyone thought, oh, I'll just launch my own website and mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. will be great. And it only lasts. This is how months. I'll make money somehow. And the logo was a stick figure with giant hands. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, the reason I bring it up as a, a personal connection to me was when they folded, uh, they had a, a contest. You could win. We're, we're dissolving the company, and whatever money's left over, we're gonna we're gonna send out checks to the to the winners. And I still have my check from Timmy Big Hands for one dollar and eleven cents. Yay! <laughs> I I I mean, I'm happy for you, but I thought they said to the hands. Uh, yeah, I would have liked the hand. At least one of the hands. I don't yeah. know if I could fit them both in my house, but yeah, you know, one. Listen, these were some big hands. These were some <laughs> Timmy Big Hands. There was some good humor there, but you know. Like everything in the it early was... 2000s, it, if it didn't end up being owned by a corporation, it went away. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, how we got packs. Mm hmm. <laughs> so we got a lot of mm-hmm. things. We sure did get packs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's an origin story. Imagine 50 years from here saying, well, there was this convention based on. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, so based there's... on the best of the web comics about two guys sitting on a couch playing video games. And best mm-hmm. is. Uh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to point out I had a hey it's that guy the the evil scientist Doctor Odium mm-hmm. which is an excellent mm-hmm. bad guy mm-hmm. name by the way played by David Ogden Steers mm-hmm. who is mm-hmm. uh, Charles Winchester from Mash and and Fischel, I believe you have a correction for me here. Yes, I have a correction. You say you have to say Major Charles Emerson Winchester the <laughs> Third. Well, you have to do it in the British accent if you're going to go like. You know, no, you're, he had this like. I'm assuming it was supposed to be a Boston accent, but like a you oh, know, an right, upper class right. Boston one. Mm. Yeah. It's like okay. Charles Emerson Winchester. I can't there do you it. Go. It's just it's like I go too high. He went low but somehow kept that right. stern. I can't do no, it. No, he's got a he's got a very good voice. Mm. He's got a very Superb good, voice. Nice baritone. Uh he was and also for I, Okay. And as a decide, just like as a huge MASH fan, it's great how mm. they took that character from basically being, you know, douchebag of the week and then he was a really good character by the end of it. I mean everyone won MASH was, but you mm. know. Yeah. No, I think they realized, oh, what, the these guys' roommate was a shitty guy that they always played pranks on. Maybe mm. this guy should be something else. Fetid face. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Maggie's like, what the fuck are you people talking about? I, the thing <laughs> is, I used to watch MASH with my dad, but I was so mm-hmm. young, I couldn't tell you anything about it. Mm. Mm, that's fair. Uh, but this guy, if you if you don't know him from MASH, uh, for Star Trek fans, he was there was an episode of Next Gen where Luxana... Mm hooked up with a dude who uh, on their planet when they turned I think 60 they killed themselves oh yeah he was that guy it was a very nice sad love story where she had to not interfere with their bullshit and come Mm. around to like oh that's how they do things here and he also uh, to bring it back to superheroes played the Martian Manhunter in the dismally horrible live action Justice League pilot they made in the late 90s oh yeah so, so he played the actual Martian Manhunter not just the sort of the human face I believe they painted him in green. I could be mistaken about that. Yep. Uh, I I, I don't know if I'd want to see that. No, you wouldn't. It's bad. Yeah, it's famously bad. So years ago, a friend of mine made me watch Legends of the Superheroes, which was this really corny 70s Mm -hmm. uh, roast-style superhero thing where everyone's in the worst spandex costumes the 70s Uh, had to offer. Yep. And I think there's this, there's things on YouTube that have tried that and <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. but this this had that vibe, Ugh. except that uh, Legends of the Superhero at least had uh, uh, Adam West as Batman, mm-hmm. but uh, this had actors you'd heard of but that clearly had no business being in it. Yeah, mm. oh, I'm so bad. But anyway, David Ogden Steer's good actor, just bad choice there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm. You know, good voice choice here. I think. Yeah, yeah, good the voice old, choice. The old voice choice. Yep. Yeah. I mean, they had to make up for all those shitty ones they got. I mean, like, why were they... I know they, they're they not basketball people. Yeah. They definitely so they got sound voice good actors. then, right? Yeah, like, why? Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Anything else? Uh, I uh, think that's it. 
Oh, I just want to. I I think it's it's a, such an innocent time, even though it was only two thousand three that you know, uh, any professional uh, sports person talks to you on the phone and is like, "Yeah, I'm, your son is hanging out with me," and you're like, "Yeah, that's fine. It's okay." Yeah, that's, great. Yeah, that's I, that's the excuse that Mr. Hawkins gets is, "Oh, you're Carl Malone. Yeah, all right. Well, my kid's safe then. Goodbye." <laughs> yeah, nothing bad has ever happened while a basketball player has been around. Now, I will say that mm. Mr. Hawkins is a, he's a social worker and he does a lot of charity stuff mm. and mm-hmm. that's how they got uh, Shaq in yeah. the shows. He knows Shaq. He mm-hmm. knows mm. a lot of uh, high profile famous people so maybe... He knows where the bodies are buried. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> and uh, in the case of someone like Shaq they have to be very, very deep because they're really, really tall. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're very tall and then at the bottom there's all those tiny little 200 uh, milliliter water bottles that they used for... <laughs> show Shaq scale well I mean uh, they, there was actually an excellent shot I, I had difficulty doing a screen cap for that episode because anytime Virgil and Shaq were in the same shot they weren't like no they kept having yeah. to pan up like there were no stat <laughs> there were no static shots of static shock like standing in the How same long frame have you as Shaq because he's that. so tall I'm surprised this hasn't come up before honestly I know yeah. alright uh, anything else that's everything I got. Yeah. Uh, well, my quote yes. is, I forget, I should probably scroll back up and look. Oh, this actually made me laugh a great deal. This is uh, this is uh, Dr. Odium uh, saying to Richie this, which, which I completely agreed with. I thought you, of all people, might appreciate what I've done. You know, I see a lot of me in you. Problem is, I don't like me. Because I also don't like Richie. He's mm-hmm. terrible. All right. Moving on then, Michelle, why don't you tell us about Now You See Him? Now You See Him, which is not the prequel to the Louis Leterrier films. Alas. Uh, <laughs> alas. Well, okay. This is the first one's good, but let's <laughs> not get into that. <laughs> so anyway, at the mall, uh, Daisy has her eyes on a necklace, but Eddie the Creep from Science Camp has his eyes on her. And he also has a super time-bendy glove that allows him to steal things. Uh, Static and Gear or or Richie, I think whatever their names are, (laughs) are on the case. Uh, But what they think is a ghost just gets away. Luckily, these kids are pioneering streamers. So they have high definition video of the whole thing. And they figure out that it isn't a ghost. It's just a shitty flash type dealio. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Daisy is being stalked by said dealio. And she knows it. Oh my god. And finally, he makes his move, but uh, Virgil correctly blocks him by reminding her that he has tickets to a concert. Um, Eddie makes his move on the necklace to make up for it. And at the same time, then at the mall, Static and Gear show up and lock him in. Mall fight! (laughs) How ago was this? 2003? Yeah, malls were still a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Other last legs, but... uh... Eddie... AKA speed warp and I'm mm. putting this in, in all caps in my summary because like I'm guessing they called him warp speed first but then someone said wait Paramount will have a problem with that <laughs> so speed warp which is one letter off from speed rap <laughs> out text them of course uh, since this isn't even the first commercial break uh, and he also susses out their identities because hey <laughs> he, can, mm-hmm. he, he can look through a visor but Hell, why not? Uh, he drops the necklace off at Daisy's in exactly the creepiest way possible uh, and comes home to himself being sussed out by his boss, Dr. McDonald, who has a tape of Eddie's crimes. Now, he's unable to find the tape uh, in his office, Eddie, that is. And Eddie discovers that the doctor is leaving on a jet plane and sabotages it. Uh, static and gear, who just happened to be passing by, they're, they're on the rescue. Uh, one tidy but unnecessary action sequence later, Dr. McDee gives them the exposition necessary to enable the third act finale. Now, Eddie easily evades the police. I guess Dr. McDee finally decided to call them instead of fucking off to Bora Bora or wherever the hell he is going. <laughs> and he goes after his real target, Daisy, who's by now at the concert that she and Virgil were supposed to attend. Gear has cooked up a time device of his own, meanwhile. A one use, don't mess with it or touch it or touch another person in hyperspeed with it. It's one of those things. They all but call it Chekhov's time belt. (laughs) 
speed warp i have to remember how to say this uh forces daisy into warp time at the concert uh and static noticing that she is missing follows uh creepy eddie still has the advantage obviously since he's done this a lot longer than static uh but he clearly hasn't heard of checkout <laughs> and he tries to touch the belt thereby banishing himself to a life of eternal slow motion where he'll be no trouble at all good <laughs> <laughs> i love i don't know if you intended this or not but every time you said the name gear you paused and then said it with some disdain yeah it's like I, we, we, we appreciate it yeah I, I was not sure that's his name i'm like really gear i mean he did name it backpack but like, uh-huh. yeah gear no, he's gear just that just two, a, that terrible fucking character and, like and for then two he's, seasons, he's on... he was just Richie, and now he's also Gear. Mm-hmm. And then he's on roller skates. Oh like, yeah, oh, roller no rollerblades. Like, yeah, why? Because he's why cool. You... Yeah, but he's also wearing knee pads and a helmet because he's safe, kids. Yeah, oh, it's but so still, no one can tell through the clearly clear-ish, yeah. you know, visor who he is. Mm-hmm. No, we've we've pointed that out a number of times. Uh, it's exhausting. Oh no, my secret identity. Like you the writers are clearly in on it, or at least the animators are in on it, because they have a joke where they're like, oh, do you have a scissor in that thing? And he's like, no. And all the things that are popping out of the backpack are things like combs and random, mm-hmm. you know, all uh-huh. the weirdest thing, but he doesn't have a scissor. There's a shaving razor in there, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you don't shave, Richie. Come on. So yeah, they, they know what they have. They just have been saddled with it. Yeah. No, and he's a character from the comics that seems more interesting in the comics, but here he's hmm. like, what if we made Static's friend a superhero too? Uh, do you have to? <laughs> he also uh, is an extremely white kid who uses a lot of, uh, as we call it now, African American vernacular English mm-hmm. uh, to his black friend, and it's really, really awkward. Yeah. Well, he like, Al, he does have a, he has oh. an earring, so you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that a nod to the okay. fact that in the comics he's gay, but here he is not allowed to be. So. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah, the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Wait, mm-hmm. it's still that early 2000s in that regard. Yeah. In, yeah. In some shows. Yeah. Uh, let's ha- let's have these people out of focus in the background, mildly touching. Yep. Yeah, that way we can cut them out in the in any foreign markets that object to this. <laughs> yep. yep. Look, it's Disney's 48th first gay person. Uh-huh. <laughs> <sighs> we can't still say the character of... is uh, transgender, but uh, I'll tell you on Twitter, and you'll lap it up because you have nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I Still, they got there before Star Trek, but then so did everyone. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Uh, good things. Vishal, what do you think? Uh, I actually like that, you know, Richie, uh, not Richie, <laughs> Eddie. Mm-hmm. I can Eddie see confusing just, them. They uh, sound similar. Yeah. Oh, and Eddie looks like the creepy guy of Lonely Island, so... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I see that. Yeah. <laughs> I was getting that vibe. I was like, oh, he sure does, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I like that I they didn't sugarcoat... to smile. <laughs> <laughs> I like that they didn't sugarcoat all of that. He's yeah. a stalker. He's a bad person. You yeah. can tell mm-hmm. that from the get-go. It's not like, oh, he's just a cute nerd who was picked on. No, he's just... He's a creep. Yes, you know, I'm... Don't like people being picked on anyway, and, and he, we, we do find out that static. I mean, whatever static Virgil picked on him as well, probably through some kind of bomb. But mm-hmm. yeah, there's a... <laughs> that's not good. But yeah, no, he, he's still a creep. When when we first meet Virgil before he gets powers, we discover that he is a bit of a science nerd. So he mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. he he did go to science camp. That is in character. But mm-hmm. and they they even have the line in this episode. He's the nerd that the other nerds made fun of. But yeah. still, Virgil yeah. is not that kind of guy. It's weird. Yeah, it is weird. I mean, but, the, yeah. the, the reference was that he made like a, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, a soda vinegar bomb. and uh, yeah. baking soda volcano. It's, yeah, soda I, volcano, I'd say it's, yeah. it's, it's ambiguous because he mentions that, but it, it doesn't seem that necessarily it was targeted at yeah, any other thing. So I'll give them that. Yeah. It's yeah. not, you know. But yeah, it's, he's, a uh, he's a creep and mm-hmm. I'm yep. glad that they didn't, you know, say that, oh, here, here now let's rehabilitate him. No, he's just stuck in slow time forever, yeah. I guess. Well, I, I agree with you, but uh, this actually ties to my bad thing, which is th- there's been so many of these in the DC animated universe yeah. already. Okay. So many of the villain, his entire motivation is a gross, unrequited Yeah, gross right, mm-hmm. right. Lois was oh. kidnapped, I don't know, a dozen times Yeah. by dudes who wanted to fuck her. And look, mm-hmm. I mean... Not not to be too uh, a creep myself, but uh, I'm into Lois too. But uh, yeah. I would not kidnap her for fuck's sake. Hmm. Uh, 
Well, like, I don't even dislike this as a thing, but the Mad Hatter mm-hmm. said all there needed to be said about this, I think. Mm. The thing the thing I, I like, though, is that this one plays it, like, straight. It's like, there's nothing mm. good about this. Yeah. Like, yeah. my big hang-up no, it's like what Vichelle the, said, yeah. The Howie episode of Batman Beyond was that it's like, that kid keeps coming back, and he's like a friend to everybody, and they forgive him and stuff. Right. You know, this is a like, kid who built himself a, a girlfriend, a sex bot, mm-hmm. and then wouldn't like what? What did he? He like wouldn't let her. She became self-aware, but he yeah. wouldn't let her leave or something like yeah. that. It was, it was, he, real, he gross. was real gross. But then in the next episode, he's just Terry McGinnis's best friend. Yeah, it's just like, oh, you've made some mistakes. You kept a person, but uh, you know. Yeah, it's fine. That's why pencils have erasers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, it's it's bad, but like. You're right. At least the message of the episode wasn't. But if Daisy just went on a date with him, he'd be okay. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. No. If only we understood stop. this guy. Daisy doesn't yeah. know this jack of anything. Yeah. Exactly. Who is Daisy anyway? Is is she like a recurring character? I'm guessing she is, right? Yeah. She is Virgil's best female friend. She should, by uh-huh. all accounts, be his girlfriend. But they have never said that. Yeah. They really. Yeah. Don't touch I, on I, that at all. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for, on my first watch, I thought is she she his sister or something? Mm-hmm. Or, you know. His sister There's is no... a character, but uh, okay. And she rules. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, they hate each other, but in that teen way, like yeah, <laughs> the the home life stuff reads a bit like a sitcom in in a good mm. way, mm. where there's just a lot of like backbiting and sniping with the with the siblings, but they obviously love each other, and yeah. the dad just kind of keeps it all together, and it's, mm. it's very good. Mm. Um, but yeah, Daisy is one of those characters who's like, well, Virgil goes on dates with her. Do they like? I don't need them to make out or whatever, no. but if they could hold hands yeah. or yeah. something. You know, nope. It's it's the very. I mean, it's a very like I don't know the term vanilla. I guess applies to it. It's just like the safest version of that. But I mean, these shows have had a problem with that anyway Mm because Superman Mm -hmm. and Lois never hooked up. No, four seasons of that show. Yeah, four seasons of that show. They just started exploring it in the final episode. Yeah, like come Mm. on, this is the great romance in all of comics history, Mm -hmm. Mm. and you guys aren't even going to touch it, huh? Yeah, they couldn't even read your mind. <laughs> I mean, if he was up flying with her and he let go of her, she'd just fall. Yep. Mm. It, it doesn't work like that, man. <sighs> All right. Uh Maggie, what was your good thing? Uh I love when they uh land the airplane and it destroys exactly one car. <laughs> yeah, the pacing on that was excellent. It's so fucking fun. So basically it's they have to I... land this plane. Yeah, very, um, very like we talk about this a lot being like like quintessential superhero stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they 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 drive it down the middle of like uh, the road in the city, and it manages to uh, come to a. St- it's I thought they were gonna do the gag where it's just about to stop before yeah. it hits the parked car, and then it mm-hmm. keeps going and just smashes this one parked car. <laughs> but, it is so funny, and it's very slowly done. The- the yeah. animator definitely had fun with that. Yeah, because they've slowed it to a near stop, but yep. not mm. enough of it. It's it's mm. that expectation of a of an action movie where there's going to be a lot of carnage. So mm-hmm. they, it's it's playing on that to turn it into comedy, where it's just like uh, one car. Yeah, very. There's good. there's two like very good tracks in this whole in this episode. There's the whole Daisy, you know, track the way that that's handled, and then I mm-hmm. think there's the the whole sequence of the airplane thing. Is handled very well. Yes, but it kind of goes into my bad thing in that I don't know why he's on the plane. Other I than I don't either. You know, because he's like, "Hey, uh, Eddie, you know, I found out that you're kind of you got my whatever suit or whatever. Uh, go to the police. Not even mm-hmm. like bring it back to me or mm-hmm. something. Uh, and I'll call them in an hour. Do the right thing. And then he goes off on an airplane. Yep. Yeah. Honor system. Bye. <laughs> I assumed I'd missed something, but no, apparently no, not. He no. just leaves on a jet plane. Don't know when he'll be back again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think that maybe they had this sequence as one of those, you know, like things on a whiteboard where you're like, mm-hmm. it would be great to do this thing. Well, it is a quintessential a superhero action sequence. Yeah. And it's a great sequence, you know. It's got all the right setup. The quips are great The all the way mm-hmm. from, you know, end to end. It's a great sequence in a bottle. It's mm-hmm. just weird mm-hmm. in the in, in this, this this narrative. Yeah, it doesn't fit here. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, the, 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 I like that you call him Mr. McD, and I don't know if you did this on purpose, but uh, he was the, the scientist was indeed voiced by <laughs> yes. Alan Young, yep. the voice of yeah. the original Scrooge McDuck in DuckTales. I noticed which, that in your notes, so yes, that's why it's there. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, that's good, because he is Mr. McD. Um, <laughs> I, I can't believe they stole my time belt. 
curse me kilts. Well, there's a, <laughs> there's a, there's, he also played Wilbur on Mr. Ed. And yep. that always just fascinated me that that's the same guy. Like this sitcom from the fifties is the same guy mm. who did this cartoon voice in the eighties and nineties, who was still doing it in Mickey Mouse shorts as of about mm-hmm. five years ago before he died. Yep. Wow. He was working just, right up till he died and he was like 99 or something. Yeah. And Wilbur wasn't yeah. like a kid. Like he was already in his 30s. Mm-hmm. It's just hard for me to hold in my head that this. And it's it's such a sort of, yes, it's because you were exposed to it from childhood, but it's such a sort right. of warm voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I no, was just thinking, you know, the other day, I was, I've tried to get into the new DuckTales, but I've never really managed to. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the sticking points for me is that David Tennant just sounds too mean. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I kind of want my Scrooge McDuck to be crotchety, not mean. Yeah, I I don't know. It's it's definitely more of a modern like take on it, and I mm. I enjoy it. But it's definitely mm. if you're a fan of the old comics or the old show, it it, it loses a lot of that. I I, I love that show. I okay. I liked it too. Yeah, but, you know. I thought it was a great um, successor to uh, Gravity Falls, which I desperately was missing yeah, at the time. I can mm. see that. Um. But it's one of those things also where there's a certain group of comedians that all pop up in everything together. And yeah, here they I are mean, here. That, yeah, not to get off topic, but again, I think that it's a mistake to make Huey, Dewey, and Louie distinct people. <laughs> oh, I disagree with that. But I, I really I pre- like that, yeah. I hear, okay. I hear the argument for that for mm-hmm. sure. I was mm-hmm. pleased that they weren't just the same guy. Okay. But I, I completely, I like, that is a valid argument yeah. for sure. Like, yeah, you know, hmm. that is how they were always written. Um, I don't know if you saw any episodes where Paula Tompkins played uh, Gladstone, though. Oh, so no. good! Oh my God, he's he their lucky born cousin. For that role. Who, yeah, he's he's just very smarmy, and everything always goes right for him. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like his his catchphrase is "Oh, twenty dollars," <laughs> yeah. and they contrast him with Donald, who is just straight up uh, cartoon short Disney Donald, who mm-hmm. is angry at everything mm-hmm. all the time. So nothing goes right for him, and his cousin just finds twenty dollars yep. or falls into a you know a pile of jewels that now belong to him or whatever. And that's ah, very good. One of my favorite things in that show. There's a bit towards the end where Donald has to give like a speech, and no one can understand him. So they give him a thing that like will fix his voice, and he's just Don Cheadle. Yep, it's so <laughs> fucking funny. Yep. And then they introduced his sister, uh, Della, voiced by Paget Brewster. Who rules. Who, yeah, mm. was amazing. So there's a lot of good about that show. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, back to this thing, which has some good, I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess. Mm. Uh, oh, my good thing. I yeah. did like the whole hypertime thing. I liked, mm-hmm. like, and it's not an original idea exactly, but we mm. haven't seen it in the DCAU yet. Like the, mm. the fact that someone moving fast slows time down to the point where he can, you know, do whatever he wants and, and all that and like. I don't know. I like I, I, the thing I like that the sold it for me was visually yes, but the sound design is excellent on that. Yep, that, also that very sort good. of arpeggiated whatever the whatever you call it. I don't know music, but you know the synth, the synths that they have running in the background. That's mm. really the thing great. is, it's, it what it sounds like is when you slow like there and there's a lot of these on YouTube and such mm-hmm. where you take a song and you slow it down five thousand yeah. times or whatever, yeah, and yeah. it sounds like just ambient noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind that, of what it sounded like. I mean, the, this is the the you know the the correct example for it, which has been overdone. But in Inception, mm-hmm. all that that brum sound that became sort of this its signature was yep. Edith Piaf's song, which is there throughout the film, just like super slowed down. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, it's so, yeah, it's I'm, always interesting. It's it's sort of like when you zoom into a molecular level and something mm-hmm. is like, how yeah. is this the same object? It's the same with sound, <laughs> where it's like. You slow it down so much, and like, how is this the sound I'm hearing? That's yep. not. Yeah, I, I, the one of those like total, you know, you're high on things, and something mm-hmm. blows your mind. Facts is that basically atoms never actually touch. Yep. Yeah. So. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, b- bad things. Well, Michelle, you, you, we already talked about. Yeah, we covered, but yeah, uh, Maggie. Uh, Speed Boy's shitty Flash costume sucks. <laughs> It's just yeah, they... a crappy Flash <laughs> costume that looks like garbage. And they, they leave ask... hair. They leave space for the mullet. Yep. Yeah. It's like, what if the Flash had a mullet and a different logo? Yep. Well, then he would be worse. Yep. I don't mind <laughs> his big if. Hellboy hand, but that's kind of the only thing I like. Yeah, he's got like and a that's Nintendo like Power Glove. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The the oh, Hellboy hand so... is very like proto Ben Ten, which I was I mm. guess was also starting up around this time. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. you're right. 
Yeah. They were saying, wait, we can do asymmetrical characters. We should. What? Harder to animate, though. Yeah. Mm. Can't just flip them around. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, the costume, like, uh, Daisy kept seeing the, this yellow, uh, this red and yellow flash. I'm like, oh, well, we got a Green Lantern one. Maybe we're getting a Flash episode. Yeah. Like the, all mm-hmm. the, the cast of the Justice League exists parallel to this show. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm. this is a, an episode with the Flash. And then it was just a guy who looked like a shitty Flash cosplayer. Yep. He's got like a weird like Target logo on his chest. It's just it's all yep. bad. It's bad, and I hate mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And I hate him. And it's like if this wasn't a DC show, they'd be sued by DC. Yep. Mm. Um, let's see. Uh, well, that's yeah, most everything. I don't know what else. You guys I, gonna uh, oh, I, I did. Look. I did think Eddie sounded a lot like Richie. They have very similar voices, mm-hmm. but he's actually mm-hmm. voiced by a dude named James Arnold Taylor, who has been voicing Obi Wan and all the like supplemental Star Wars oh. stuff, while, like Clone Wars okay. and all that. And uh, he's also the voice of Green Arrow in the Brave and the Bold. So oh. that's pretty cool. He's kind of more versatile than I realized. But here he just sounds like another nerdy white kid like Richie. And yeah. Who cares? Hmm. Uh, this episode features yet another celebrity, uh, this time B2K, an apparently real band. Oh, wow. Really? I was wondering yep. about that. Yeah. I look. I had to look it up because I hadn't heard of them. But, yeah, no, uh, I asked because uh, this is the kind of – Mal knows them. Oh, yeah, mm. and you're in the right era for, like, the kind of stuff she knows, too. Yeah. So. Mm. And, yeah, it, according to Wikipedia, they were huge for – like very briefly like mm-hmm. like for like two years i think they might have been on the way out by the time this got animated yeah like it was very mm. brief <laughs> honestly that kind uh, of checks out for how this show works <laughs> yeah i suppose so um uh richie explores the idea of I, I, like vichelle mentioned like the streaming thing like the, the idea of mm. taking video of their missions and then watching them later to study their techniques and everything which is cool but then he said and then we can also sell them to our fans like, By burning up. them on DVDs. What yeah. uh, Which, what fans would okay. those be, Richard? Uh huh. <laughs> We've had more than once where someone, well, like some girl, usually runs up and says, "Oh, it's gear." <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> my suspension of disbelief stretches very far, but this is too far. <laughs> but uh, yeah, burning DVDs was a new thing at that point. Yeah. So that's. Mm-hmm. I was burning there, DVDs so. back then. Oh yeah. Nero was, burning wrong. I was still burning... the most. Oh, what's that? I said it was called Nero Burning Rom, which is still the best pun in tech ever. Well, Nero, yeah, that is very good. Yep. Nero Burning Rom, Rome, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was burning VCDs, which mm. were a format that never took off, and then I was yeah. stuck with them. And no, they they actually had a decent sort of. They did take off here in mm-hmm. in India be- mm-hmm. before DVDs, like after VHS mm-hmm. before DVDs. It was about a five year period where you would get VCDs a lot. Well, yeah, there was a lot of them that I got from like Hong Kong and like, mm-hmm. like uh, yeah, uh, various Asia places. Asia was a big market. Ah, huh. I was I was just trying to like record things off the television because I had TiVo at that point. I was like, mm-hmm. good, I don't need to buy these new DVD sets they're coming out with. I'll just mm. take this perfect digital copy of the show and put it on this disc. Mm. Boy, was that a lot of work that wasn't uh. worth it. <laughs> Should have just bought yep. the DVDs. Mm. Yep, a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, what else? Anything? I think that's it. I, I'm surprised they didn't make a don't cross the streams joke. Oh yeah. I mean yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was right there. Yeah, and they're not they're not afraid to make a, a dumb pop culture. Oh yeah. Mm. Doing a lot. No, it's like I said, they DC keeps I said I said this off air, I think, but DC keeps trying to make uh, Spider Man over mm-hmm. and over. Mm-hmm. And it's not like this one is bad. It it does the job, but yeah. I mean, there's a lot to like about this show, and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I attribute a lot of it to Dwayne McDuffie, even though Mm -hmm. there's a lot of other people working on it. Absolutely. But he he stewarded so much of this. Well, he was, like, the the character was co-created by him, him and, Mm -hmm. you know, the artist. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, this was his baby, and I'm glad he got to work on it, at least. I've said this before, but I wish he was still around, well, for a lot of reasons, but because I would love to hear his, like... It's been enough time that he could say the network wouldn't let us do this, mm-hmm. or the real meaning mm. was this, or you know whatever. Yeah, yeah I don't think yeah. he was around long enough to be able to do that kind of thing. Yeah. Because mm. so, there's a lot of stuff that speaks to sort of uh, modern racial politics in this country that they 
touch on that I'm like, I'm very surprised you guys did this. Yeah, I would yeah. love in 2003 yeah. on a kid's show. Yeah. No, and I'm guessing they flew under the radar in some ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they definitely. weren't that scrutinized for it, so. And there's some there's some goofy ass stuff, but also Virgil's mom was murdered by like was killed by you know in gang violence. Mm-hmm. So like there's some there's some rough things too. Mm-hmm. No, this show has a lot of good things about it, in, yeah. including I, I should say the the soundtrack is pretty nice. It's unusual. It's yes, it's you know it's I guess it's more hip hoppy, but it's not just it's not just that. There's you know some mm-hmm. nice instrumentation. There's there's stuff I recognize because there's like there's tablas and sit- sitars and all that in yeah. there. No, we it's... we very much disagree, the two of us, on these things. Well, we I, sure do. Uh, Maggie does not care for it. Okay. Do you want to no, expand talking... on that at all? I... Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Maggie? Oh, no, I just don't like them. Just you know? don't like Okay. No, because I, what I think is that it's very ambitious, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. a great idea. I just don't think they mm-hmm. integrate it very well usually. This, yes. this episode is better than usual. But So what I will say is that I like the instrumental stuff. Mm-hmm. I t- <laughs> the songs most for most of them are pretty stupid for me. Yep. Uh, I but and that's almost actually if if it's possible, I think that should be the quote for this episode, which is the weird ass song that <laughs> I assume is original and yeah, plays over the 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 scene where uh, Eddie puts the necklace in Daisy's house. Yeah, I had I had a moment where I'm like, is this B2K? And Mal goes, no, they were a good band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, right. This is that weird, like, uh, it sounds like Euro pop. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. Ugh. Ugh. I. The thing is, what they do is they put a lot of music with vocals under action sequences mm-hmm. with dialogue. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, I hate that. For sound mixing purposes, it's bad. Uh, yeah. I hate that. Because they, what they do is they use a lot of sound alikes where it's like, do I know this song? So you're listening to the lyrics and then you're missing the dialogue. Yeah. But that was a very 2000s thing. I remember like, I used to love Megas XLR, but half the time they'd have, you know, some like lyrics would be interfering with the dialogue for me. Right. No, and, and again, yeah. I think it's a good idea. I think. But I, you I, need the sound mix. Yeah. and But also because it's the early 2000s you have things like Limp Biscuit sound alikes that haven't aged mm, particularly yeah. well <laughs> Limp Biscuit, I, I I was never a fan but also I don't think they aged in their own time no yeah that's true I I will say this I did enjoy their first album but I won't stand okay. behind it as good okay I like it's, their cover of Faith that's yeah yeah it. that's one of them mm-hmm. but mm. it's very of its time is my point yeah yeah, the early two thousands. It's it's weird that now like some of those fashions are coming back because there's kids who have grown up it's only seeing so it in weird. media. It's yeah. so weird. Well, it's because the you kids that grew up in the nineties are now experiencing yep. what we kids who grew up in the eighties experienced ten years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't like mm-hmm. it, Al. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, all right. Anything else? Uh, mm. I think that's everything I got. Mm. Michelle, you have an excellent thing to plug. I know this. I don't have to ask if you have anything. I will, mm-hmm. I will just tell you. Please yes, tell the plug people. The thing. Yeah. Uh, yes, please uh, watch Stationary Test Drive every week on uh, the Inky Memo YouTube channel. Actually, we have we are rapidly approaching our fiftieth episode. Nice. Um, we are. I can actually say this here because this will be out like tomorrow. I guess. Yeah. yeah. So, so we're going to do fifty-two. Uh, to round out like a year Mm -hmm. Uh, then we're going to take a little break which will just I guess take us through December Uh, and then in the new year we are going to be back we're going to change the schedule a little don't worry stationary test drive will still be there but maybe not like every week something Mm -hmm. will go out every week on the channel something stationary related but we have a few ideas for other things other like more visual things some things that are more geeky and technical things like that uh, so yeah there's like stationery and art related stuff on that channel and mm-hmm. yeah follow me if Twitter is still around yeah, uh, we'll see <laughs> yeah, <who knows? laughs> or uh, most places at All Michelle yeah 
Right, and I'm I'm at Algar. I'm at, at Maggie Robots. And also, uh, Vishal will be doing uh, more cover art for us soon. We're absolutely, yes. yeah. So very interesting. In a couple you of weeks, you've had this one in mind for some time now. Mm. So. Yes, I have. Yes, very interested in what you got mm. hooked up for us. Mm. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think that's uh, all for this time. Yeah, see you, mm. folks. Twala, mailman. <laughs> God damn it. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2022, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.